What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Marking Our Territory with the Big Dogs, a sports podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Gartino, and across the computer, one of my best friends and my co-host, Zachary Zranz. What's going on, dude? What's up? We're co- Welcome, guys. We're making it, barely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so before we get into any of these topics, I think that we need to address last week's episode and the like major shit show that it was Uh for the few of you that may have listened to the first drop that we had, there was probably about 20 minutes of audio where Zach and I were just completely talking over each other. And go uh, ahead. Uh, you could blame it on us for not editing it, but we ha- we ha- we're having technical issues the entire podcast. It was a buffer. We didn't feel great about it, but we put it out because uh, we're marking our territory with the big dogs and we're putting out podcasts. Well, that, that's what we do. You know, they even on the worst days, you got to show up to the ball field. And uh, a mutual friend of ours, Tyler, said the said the best line that I think I heard out of all of it is that three out of ten gets you into Cooperstown. So even even if we're hitting on 30 percent of our episodes, we're going to be in the podcast Hall of Fame someday. I've lived my life by that motto. So, OK, on that note. Something that may not get us into the podcast Hall of Fame is how wildly incorrect we were with our take about Odell Beckham last week. Both of us were on record saying that there is pretty much a 0% chance that he's getting traded. And what do you know? He gets traded. He gets dealt to Cleveland. Cleveland is the most aggressive team, and we were both completely wrong. I said that they would dangle him. They dangled him the first year, gone. It's, I mean, it's funny because I, I said how John Dorsey is one of the most aggressive GMs in the league, but there was, there was no reason in my head why I could see Dave Gettleman shipping off a top three wide receiver in the NFL. And even now, like, thank God I've had a couple of days to let this digest because the night that it happened, I was just in an absolute frenzy trying to figure out what type of message he could be sending. I mean, Teams in the in the NFL don't tank, and it, that's exactly what it looks like the Giants are planning on doing this season. They're going to have a bottom five offense and a bottom five defense, and I, I mean, the return that they got for him was absolutely god-awful. Yeah, and, unless they completely hit on all these draft picks, which is so unlikely, basically hit out of like one out of five is like the the going rate. You You drafted Saquon last year. Which, in a win-now move. Yeah, yeah, in a win-now move, you, you sign Odell, you got Eli's last run, you get Saquon, but you get rid of all these defenders, too. You're not even mentioning that. Yep, so Olivier Vernon also shipped off to Cleveland. But before we get into that side, because the return for Vernon was actually pretty good. Kevin Zeitler is highly regarded as one of the top 10 guards in the NFL. But the return for Odell, we got... Cleveland's first-round pick this year, which is the 17th pick overall. Good pick. Th- Derwin th- James got pick 17. Well, okay, it's a good pick, but, I mean, they they still need a quarterback. So are they trying to take a quarterback at four or wherever we are in the six. top five? Six. So you're not taking a quarterback at six probably because Kyler Murray will be off the board. Haskins will probably be off the board. And after that, I think it's a huge drop-off. Knowing them and how poorly they seem to be raiding quarterbacks they're going to end up taking that kid out of duke what's his name daniel jones yeah so that we're going to end up with a fucking duke quarterback i I thought daniel jones was black no i saw at the combine i was like oh he went to duke he's a quarterback at duke last few two quarterbacks have been black so first round pick 17 i mean a first round pick in any other sport is really it's a really nice grab, but in this scenario, I don't see how it's worth it. A third-round pick, which is the last pick of the third round, and then Jabril Peppers, who I don't give two fucks about. Like, there's nothing in Jabril Peppers that says to me he was worthy of getting Odell Beckham. Jabril Peppers is a name. Like, he, he Was he a first-rounder two years ago? I think so. So that that might be the only thing they're trying to hang their hat on. They obviously lost Landon Collins, who went to Washington in a six-year deal, $84 million with $45 million guaranteed. And I know that you think that that is a ridiculous contract for Landon Collins. I think that he's he might be a little overrated for what that kind of pay is. 
the Redskins are obviously known to overpay. They gave Albert Hainsworth $100 million back in the day. They gave Alex Smith a fuck ton of money. They're just out there reaching. So Lyndon Collins, I mean, I obviously was a huge fan of his. And, okay, I need to get this off my chest too. I said this a million times, and I don't know if I'm trying to convince myself or if I'm trying to convince everybody that I'm speaking to about it. I'm not a huge Giants fan. Like, I would regard myself as more of an NFL fan because on any given Sunday, you're going to catch me watching Red Zone and not a Giants game. Fantasy has ruined NFL fandom. It, it really has. Because well, the other thing is, you know, you got Jameis Winston, because, FSU, yeah. Tampa connection. Like, there's a whole bunch of – there's a lot of really likable people in the NFL. So I, I don't harp on the Giants on a week-in and week-out basis. But it's just like an absolutely indefensible move and – but you are a Giants fan if you had to claim a team. And I wouldn't be getting this upset if I wasn't a Giants <laughs> fan. So if it's any uh, any consolation, the Giants signed Golden Tate today. Which, why would you sign Golden Tate? Well, it's, I mean, Sterling Shepard, to throw to. Sterling Shepard was going to be the team's number one receiver with Evan Ingram at tight end. And, you know, they, they finally seem to be getting together a halfway decent offensive line. But they still have got Eli. I just, I don't know. Maybe maybe they do have something up their sleeve and they're going to end up getting Josh Rosen for pennies on the dollar. Then they're going to have a new franchise quarterback, two first-round picks, or they tank again this year and they're tanking for Tua in the offseason. I mean, all viable options. Kind of, that's kind of what a lot of teams seem to be doing this year, could potentially be tanking for Tua. I mean, if you want to just finish up on the Giants, I think Eli's probably got two, three He's got years. no years left. He's got no years left. Think, Don't even, like, give him that. His, I think two is all he's got. Like, unless he's absolutely horrible this year, he's going to come back. He's been absolutely horrible for, like, three years now. But anyways, the rest of Twitter and the rest of, you know, NFL fans, they're saying at least – the Giants got a first-round pick for Odell because the Steelers, on the other hand, got a third and a fifth-round pick for Antonio Brown. Which is kind of crazy because you're looking at the market like that. You're like, you saw you saw that happen literally probably three days before. But it's just the way that uh, the way that Antonio is made made the scene. Like if you make a stir on Twitter and you skip one game, you're going to get a third-round pick. But if you punch a kicking post <laughs> a kicking net and then it's called passion show passion on the field you get you get a first and a third so um yeah so antonio brown ab mr big chest he he pushed himself out of pittsburgh and of course a team like the raiders are the team willing to take on a personality like that and shell out i think it ended up being 31 million dollars guaranteed which is all that Antonio Brown was looking for. And all of a sudden, Derek Carr has a few weapons around him with Antonio Brown. They signed Tyrell Williams. They got an offensive lineman in Trent Brown, who they definitely paid way too much for. Four years, $66 million. Trent Brown, and they also got a fifth round from the Jets, another guard, and a, and the sixth-round pick in this year's draft. So they got a lot of picks. Including the multiple firsts from, that from they Chicago. got from Cooper and Khalil. Yep. So, you know, they, maybe now is a time to think that John Gruden may know what he's doing, but it will be exciting to see him screw it up a month from now. I, <laughs> I think he's got, it, he's got like the most rope of any new coach, so he's going to build a whole team. And if this ends up working out, like John Gruden, he's a great NFL coach. GM he's got a $100 million rope attached to him is, is what you're saying. Mr. Big Chest showed up at the press conference with a nice black mustache in case anyone was on the Antonio Brown mustache update. I was I was literally about to ask that is he still rocking that weird I He got a completely new haircut. He had the the blonde yellow mustache and he had blue front dreads, showed up to the press conference, very nicely kept back dread, back black mustache. So the Raiders, or not the Raiders, the Steelers, they lose Antonio Brown. They also lost Le'Veon Bell, who they were without for the entire 2018 season. He goes to the Jets. I don't really have too much to think about that. I mean, 
the Jets are making some moves. Gase is coming in with a young QB. You're going to see Adam Gase probably be what everyone expected him to be with the Dolphins, with Darnold and Bell. Uh, Robbie Anderson. They got a real. They got a decent squad brewing over there. Uh, if ever the Patriots step off the gas, they seem to know exactly when to step off the gas. They're getting rid of a lot of their defensive linemen, a lot of big guys that helped them in the Super Bowl and stuff. But that's just how the Pats do it. They let them walk. Uh, I guess another team in the AFC. The AFC has been making probably more splashes than anyone. The Ravens have been making some big splashes. They got Eric Weddle. They got no. They lost they Eric lost, Weddle. No, yeah, sorry. They lost Eric Weddle. They lost Terrell Suggs. Lost to Darius Smith. Lost and CJ Mosley. So it's crazy what that Ravens D that everyone knew and loved and you counted on that for so long that Mosley that Terrell Suggs is gone who's the DB that they got though Earl Thomas yeah they got Earl Thomas though who fits in absolutely perfect with the Ravens D identity to build that back up they got Mark Ingram and Earl Thomas so it'll be interesting to see the Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson you know dynamic that we talked about it a little bit on last week's podcast about how we're such big Barstool fans. They were talking about it on part of my take about, I don't know how it makes sense to have like a name brand running back like Mark Ingram next to Lamar Jackson, who's probably going to dominate a lot of the touches, whether it be through the air or the ground. The Ravens, though, I mean... I think Ingram's okay with that role, though, because he already played that secondary role with Kamara. So when he hits it, he could hit it hard. So, you know, the that AFC North, that'll be exciting because Pittsburgh obviously took a huge hit. Cleveland uh, rising in the rankings and the Ravens trying to, like, maintain the ground the best they can. The only other thing from NFL free agency that I wanted to hit on was the fact that Quan Alexander, formerly of the Tampa Bay Bucks, is now the highest paid inside linebacker. He got a four-year, $54 million deal, which is $13.5 million per year. And since 2015... He has the most missed tackles in the NFL. <laughs> and he's only played since 2015. So, like, I, I don't understand how, like, one and two equals 27, or I guess in this case, 54 million, where Quan Alexander is worth that. But the 49ers, they try and make a splash. Uh, who who signed Tyran Matthew? That was something else I didn't write down, the but Chiefs. we probably should. So. And they law they cut Eric Berry, longtime fan favorite over there. So the Chiefs, they you know they're trying to keep themselves relevant. Uh, Tyron Matthew tweeted something like, "I don't need money. I want a championship." And he's only twenty six years old, so it's not like he's got nothing left in the tank. He's getting paid though. Yeah, I think he did end up getting a pretty big bag, anyways. <laughs> Tyron Matthew is real. The Honey Badger. Fun to watch. That Chiefs team's gonna be fun to watch. That Browns team, man, they got Kareem Hunt for a million dollars. I'm a Browns dollars. fan now. I'm <laughs> I'm a Browns fan now. If you if, if you told me last year that the Browns were gonna have Baker Mayfield, Chubb, Hunt, Jarvis Landry, think about just the dance Odell. moves that Jarvis Dude, Landry this, and Odell this is, this are gonna, gonna be have the together. Most fun team in the NFL. Math, math prediction radio. What are the chances that Odell and Jarvis Landry just have like a makeout sesh on the sideline every week? 95%. Yeah, they love each other so much. Math prediction radio, d- does the Browns make the playoffs next year? 100% chance that the Browns make the playoffs next year. I mean, like Because they win I, the division? Well, that's what I was about to say is that if they don't win the division, I can't think of a better wild card team in the AFC right now. Love the you Browns. Know, They're the, going to be the, the most fun team to watch. Like, that's what I'm saying, the... The Ravens are—they're gonna still do what the Ravens are doing. The freaking uh, option. The NFC, AFC South is fun with the Texans, the and the, the Colts. The and what do you call it? Uh, the Jags signing Big Dick Nick Foles. Colts getting Devin Funchess, which is kind of weird. You said the Jags weren't getting Nick Foles. Well, I thought I didn't say that they weren't getting him. I said that I didn't know that it was already announced, which I stand corrected. I did look it up after we recorded the episode and there was already major fire around that. I mean, it was always implied, but I didn't know that it was a done deal at the time that you said it. Dolphins signed Eric Rowe. Yeah, it was a done deal. Um, I, I feel like that's such a mistake for the Jaguars. 
I mean, who did it before them? The Rams? The Rams made that mistake and signed to Foles. To give it to Foles. Yeah, that was a Jeff Fisher. Um, but I, I just feel like that team, they don't need, like, the quarterback. They need just skill guys. They need, like, they could do it with Lamar Jackson type deal. They just need someone to throw the ball and don't fuck up. Well, and I think you said this to me via text message that they still don't have any wide receivers. No, it's like... Home Keelan Bo- Cole, Homeboy the third. What's his name? I don't know who. What's his name? The like the third, something like Cedric or something. I have no idea. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. They got no one in Jacksonville. Uh, and Dante Moncrief, they who they had for a year, they just lost him to Pittsburgh. But all right, that's that's enough for NFL free agency. The next biggest sports news of the week, I at least in my opinion, is Conor McGregor getting arrested in Miami Beach, charged with felony strong-armed robbery and criminal mischief for hitting a phone out of a guy's hand and stomping on it. And luckily, a day after, he gets off of probation. Conor McGregor does whatever the fuck he wants. I mean, how much can people overblow all this? I mean, how many people do you think are in his face, like, give me a picture, let me let me record you. And eventually, like, a man's going to blow up, especially a man that punches people in the face for a living. Dude, he, he, it was 5 in the morning, he came outside of the club, uh, he was probably looking a little beat and just didn't want to deal with that, someone probably got in his mug. Did you see the picture of the guy that he took the phone from? No. It's like this massive black dude that was wearing, like, tiny-ass chubbies, <laughs> like, I think leopard print chubby shorts. <laughs> It was it was definitely a sight to see. But my favorite part about the whole story was the fact that as soon as he got bailed out of jail, he went on a run. I saw, around, dude. I, I was I was gonna bring out that video because he does whatever the fuck he wants. Dude, the fucking he champ, runs Miami. Man. He thinks he runs Miami now. Is that where he's residing? Yeah, when he's in the states. He's residing in Miami now. There you go. I mean, like he's he's definitely he was, like, yeah, just running down like a public bridge. One of the most polarizing guys in all of sports. He's made the bag and then some. It'll be very interesting to see, like, obviously Dana White loves this. You know, counter to John Jones, who every time his name is in the news, it's a negative thing. Anytime that Conor McGregor's in the news, even if he's getting in trouble, it's a huge plus for the UFC. Yep, just a matter of time till he comes back. So, I just figured that we had to touch on that. Um... The only other things that, uh, before we get into some of our segments that I want to go over, I want to do a little bit of MLB predictions. The season, we're one week from today is when they start the Japan series between Oakland and Seattle, and then a week after that, we've got the official opening day. But I figure that, as any other good sports podcast, it's in our due diligence to give our thoughts on what may be the season that lays ahead of us. So do you want to start with our bold predictions or do you want to start with some awards? Let's just, let's just throw out some bold predictions. Should they, you know that you could expect to see throughout the season. Okay. Keep your so eye do, out. Do you have any like that you think are like, can't miss? Can't miss. I'm going to say, pro- I guess I'll say it for the awards, but. I, I don't. Re- I really don't know about K-Miss. So I'm gonna say like Acuna is definitely can't miss. I love that kid. He's so good. I feel like the the, the AL East is gonna gonna be bold prediction is gonna be the Red Sox aren't gonna be as good as they were last year, and the Yankees are probably gonna be really good. I like the way that sounds. Um, I have some Indian, that are a little Indians bit... are probably gonna drop. Like I'm just looking through the divisions. Here, okay, so here, here's what I'll say for my bold predictions. I wrote down four of them, and I, I, I kind of had a little bit of a bias, I guess, because there was so much smoke around the NL East this year. The first one that I wrote is that Reese Hoskins is going to get more MVP votes than Bryce Harper. So I don't know how much you know about Reese Hoskins, but this kid's a stud. He hits, hits things, he hits things to the fucking moon. And I, I don't know, maybe there's something that just says that it'll be nice to see Harper take more of the spotlight so that kids like Hoskins to take that step forward. But in that same regard, I also have in my bold predictions, I don't think the Phillies make the playoffs this year. So my logic behind that 
is that last year the NL East champions were the Braves. The Braves didn't get any worse. If anything, they got better by adding Josh Donaldson, and they have a year older of their pitching staff. But But people forget. Oh yeah, he is hurt to start the season. But people forget that the Nationals ran the NL East forever before this for like three to four years. And the only thing that they lost is Harper. Granted, Harper, you know, a perennial MVP candidate, but they still boast a rotation that has Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, and they added uh, Patrick Corbin, your guy, lefty from Arizona. The Nats? Yeah. So, you know, there's... And the Mets, I mean, the, the Mets are the Mets, but they got better too. They added Robinson Cano, and, you know, they've got some young kids coming up. They... That NL East is going to be a lot m- more competitive than people are giving them. You're going to mention those uh, Marlins or uh... Uh, the Fish? I mean, th- uh, math prediction radio. What are the chances that the Marlins have over 60 wins this year? Over, I'm going to say 75 percent chance over 60 wins. Uh, my bold prediction was going to be the Marlins aren't going to be as bad as everyone thinks they are. So, are the Marlins going to be the worst team in baseball? No, I'm going to give worst team in baseball honors to texas rangers baltimore orioles oh yes baltimore orioles could win, lose like 120 games they're this gonna year. get molly by all the teams in the at least that was a great term that's a baseball that's like term. old school baseball <laughs> term uh i guess my other bold prediction is that dodgers are gonna fall off and the indians are gonna fall off my uh okay this last one this is one that i really want to hang my hat on this is the one that i hope comes true the royals will have more stolen bases than home runs as a team. That's just sabermetric AF. They have the kid, Raul Mondesi, who on any given day could take like 17 bags. Raul so he, Mondesi? That dude is yeah. Raul Mondesi. If anyone knows baseball, like you say Raul Mondesi because it's... Okay, Mondesi. Sorry, I, I don't have that Hispanic in me to like know the proper pronunciation. I don't know the proper pronunciation, but there is an old baseball player, Raul Mondesi... On the Expos, Yankees. Now that I say it, it might not be Raul. It might be – I think he might have gone by a Raul, but he also has like another one where it's like Albert something. Anyways, that semantics. We're getting into things that doesn't need to happen. They've also got Billy Hamilton this year and Whit Merrifield. So I would say that between the three of those guys, there's a chance that they could have like 150 stolen bases. Those dudes all can run. So, I mean, you know better than I do. That that would be my bold prediction that I think has the highest likelihood of of going coming true this year. So, if you don't have anything else, let's get into the the MVPs. All right, I'm gonna say it. Bryce is gonna be my MVP. I think he's gonna just go the fuck off this year. <laughs> just go the fuck off. Wait until the second half. Go the fuck off. First, he's gonna chill a little bit, and then he's gonna go the fuck off. Then okay, and what out. about the American League? American League. <laughs> uh dude i don't even know i'm gonna i'm probably like i was thinking mookie originally and then i was back like back to back years uh yeah i don't know i'm probably mookie that's what i'd say all right my the two that i've got right now in the nl the the probably the third person in the league that was being mentioned <laughs> we all right are over there we're good we're good. Nolan Arenado. My guy just got paid. He's still in he's still in Colorado where balls fly. He's got some gold glove defense. I think this is the year that Nolan Arenado gets the NL MVP. Has he won one yet? I don't know. I didn't look it up. I, I feel like yes, but I don't know for certain. You can you can be my stat checker while I give you my AL MVP, homeboy Aaron Judge. Ooh, I, see, I, I was literally about to say that, but I didn't, I just said Mookie. And I was getting I yelled think, at by my roommate. He was like, trying to move my truck. Like, bro, there, you could obviously see some keys out, out there. So Aaron Judge, I'm hoping that a full season of health, a full season with Giancarlo Stanton hitting right around him and maybe a, a little bit better over Gary Sanchez, maybe we get back to that, like, 280-50 home run type season. And you can already tell that judge is the captain of the Yankees. So he's going to get so much of that, you know, spotlight from the media, which makes him an easy choice for the AL MVP. Yep. Especially in New York. Um, 
He looks like he was a nominee, a runner-up last year for the AL, or NL MVP. Arenado we're talking about? Yep. So, all right, so Cy Young, this is something that's a little bit harder because if you look at last year, Blake Snell came out of nowhere and he ended up winning it in the American League and then Jacob deGrom uh, has like a, what, 10 and 11 season and he wins the Cy Young. So in the American League, I'm going to go with your boy again, Trevor Bauer, the Bauer outage. Ooh, that was mine, bro. That's good. So That's we, we can agree on that. I, I'll also, uh, I mean, I'll also say Sale. Yeah, Sale. So I'm something about me is worried about his health. He's kind of like sickly skinny. Yeah. He, well, he's just so tall that he just like he looks emaciated. You know who I'll go with? I'll say for my NL, the back-to-back teams. I'm gonna go with Thor. Thor. I, one of my bold predictions was that Syndergaard is going to lead the MLB in strikeouts. He looks good this year. He doesn't look as, like, puffy. Well, it's just about, for him, it's about getting to 200 innings. If he can get to 200 innings and solidify himself as an ace on the Mets staff, I mean, the sky's the limit for that guy. 100, you know, 100-mile-an-hour 100 fastball coming at you 50 times a game. That's so fun to watch. It's the type of thing that baseball fans want to see. I'm going to go with... Aaron Nola, he, I think, ended up third place for last year's NL Cy Young. I just, I like the young kids, and I like I would like to see Nola take it home. Nice American boy. Okay, okay. So then, all right, do you, do you have people for their AL Rookie of the Year? I know that's usually more my, uh, my realm than yours. I mean, I, I got my one guy that I just have my... I think that we probably agree with the AL Rookie of the Year, so go ahead and give it to me. That's my guy, Vlad Jr., Yep, Vlad big, Guerrero Jr. Big Bubba. Is that his name? No, but that's what his name should be. Oh my god, he just he hits dingers. He's Vlad he's Guerrero's so son, and he's like sloppy, like he slides all over the place. He's. I think he's low key fast though, dude. I think he's like low key like that that fat boy what that runs faster than you would think. What he plays third base. Oh, I love that. I, I he, he kind of reminds me of a young me. You know, back in the day, I was like that fat kid that patrolled center field. You know, no no one thought that I had the wheels out there, the but I did. Sandoval-Arenado combo. So, all right. And then the NL Rookie of the Year, I was looking at all my choices, and I really didn't know who I was interested in. So I'm going to go with Victor Robles. He's probably one of the, you know, odds-on favorites for it. He's this the person that's essentially taking over for Bryce Harper in Washington. It just got so dark in your neck of the woods. Can't even see you right now. I'm still here. So Victor Robles, uh, I don't know if do you even have someone for the NL? I don't. Yeah, that's it's they don't have as much star power because in the AL you also have Eloy Jimenez. Uh Th- those are not not as easy to tell because some guys come up and they light the world on fire when you least expect it. I want to say Okuna again because he's also like just sick as fuck. So, all right, well that that wraps up our predictions. The last thing that we'll hit on before we get into the segments, I think I already said that once, but this is for real. The last thing, Jose Canseco ruined A Rod's proposal to Jennifer Lopez. He came out called. Like on Twitter, called A Rod a cheater, said that he was cheating on him with Jose Canseco's ex wife, cheating on J Lo, right, right after the proposal. Such a what dick a cuck. move. Such a dick move. Do I want Do I want Chick fil A chicken nuggets or a sandwich? I have to, sorry, everyone that's listening, I just need to know this answer. Uh, you want that spicy sand, eight count. Sp- Ooh, you, you think both? Yep. I don't know about all that. And I'm then not you split hungry. a fry. All right, all right. So he, like you said, he he calls him a cheater. He says he's a lying piece of shit. And I mean, what a way to ruin a beautiful moment between two the uh, the power couple of our century. Like I, you think that got to him? Like you think that even like got to a Rod? I feel Um, like it does because I feel like a Rod's pretty active on social media. A-Rod cares what people think about him 100%. But, I mean, dude, when you just locked up J-Lo, especially with the ring that he had, I did a little bit of research on it because that rock looked huge. It looked like it came from the fucking moon. Experts are saying that it's anywhere between 12 and 20 carats, and it's estimated between $1 and $5 million. 
Damn. I heard that I, mean, I heard that it wasn't even the most expensive engagement ring that JLo's gotten. <laughs> did you did you know that JLo's older than him? Yeah, I, I figure that. JLo's pretty old. She's been married five times. I think that she I think I saw that like he's forty six, maybe, and she's forty nine or something like that. Holy that, shit. That... Holy shit, what? There's like a moving truck coming into my house. All right, I guess you guys are getting kicked out. Time to go. <laughs> so Jose Canseco, after calling him out, challenges him to an MMA fight, which is hilarious because could you imagine like 60-year-old Jose Canseco fight throwing down with A-Rod? I mean, they're both really buff for their age still, but... Jose Canseco get his ass beat by A-Rod. You really think so? Jose Canseco is a fucking faker. He's uh, a, He said he's 100% willing to fight him. I feel like he'd get his ass fucking beat. That would be hilarious. So, all right. We, I got nothing else for sports topics. Are, are you ready to bounce into a little bit of a March Madness slash top three, bottom three of tournaments? Okay. Before we get into that, I want to uh, shout out our NCAA tournament challenge uh, group. Anyone that listens to Marking Our Territory with the Big Dogs. We've made an ESPN tournament challenge on ESPN. Um, fill out a bracket. You could compete with the big dogs, Gary and me. We'll drop a link for that on our new Twitter that hopefully all of you guys are starting to list, uh, follow at MOT underscore podcast. Yep. So holler at that. Uh, so right now we got the conference tournaments going down. A lot of like the small uh, small conferences has had their tickets punched. ACC tournament's going down. FSU just had a crazy buzzer beater today. Hell yeah, that was awesome. Terrence Mann, he had the assist on the the shot that sent it into overtime, and then I think he had the game-winning shot too. So that's another one of those eight-year starters. Zion's coming back tonight, so we'll see the return of Zion tonight in the ACC tournament, Duke's first game against Syracuse. He's, uh, he's strapping up in the Kyrie's tonight. Oh, he's got new shoes. Of the course Kyrie he does. Fours. Are they? Are those Nikes? Yeah, of course. Okay. Well, did, did you also see that there was like a little bit of a thing going on where he was on like Instagram Live rocking nothing but Adidas? Mm, I did see that little statement. Maybe he's gonna bump his number up. So we'll see the return of Zion. If if Duke comes back to being Duke, you can expect them to make a deep run next week. Once we have the selection uh, this upcoming Sunday, we'll have uh, big. NCA podcast for you guys. Hopefully you guys join up the tournament challenge by then and we can get this going. Hell yeah. So with that being said, let's get into the top three, bottom three of tournaments. This is definitely going to be something very interesting. I think that there's a chance we have a lot of overlap. This is, we had to do it before the tournament. We, so we're not going to have the March Madness bracket in our top I mean, if, if if that's in your top three, it's definitely not in my top three. It's not. So we'll just say that's, that's probably one of the best tournaments out there, and that's what inspired this top three of tournaments. 68 teams now. So huge. You want to kick it off? Huge. All right, yeah. So my number three top tournament is a nice little cornhole tournament. I've definitely got my fair share of experiences with those. You know, toss around a few dollars here and there, bet with people, let them know that you you own the bags, own the boards. And uh, there's no better way to spend, like, a tailgate or a nice, like, day at the park than tossing some bags. Love love cornhole. All right, so my number three is the uh, it's the Tournament of Champions. Tell me... Uh, so this is, this is like the most popular one is a golf tournament, but I just love the name because it's called the Tournament of Champions. Okay. There's like there's like a bunch of other Tournament of Champions in all different sports, but uh, most popular one's the golf one. Okay, that that would seem very boring for the top three because neither of us really knew that much about it. <laughs> all right, my number two tournament. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the X Games. I, did, would the X Games be considered a tournament? Hell yeah. So, I mean, do you, okay, I, I'm going to make it even more specific. I'm going to go X Games Winter. Okay. Because the Winter X Games are fucking dope. I, when, you, when I was younger... You that I, super pipe? Yeah, when I was younger, I was more into, like, the skateboard and stuff like that. But when when you get older, you're it's like 
seeing Sean White pretty much is like the highlight of the X Games, and he balls out in the Winter yeah, X he, Games. Yeah, he's retired. He killed it, and is like now there's like that young Asian kid that's really good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, young Asian kid, young Asian girl, killing it. My number two, I don't, I, I, I don't know which one to go. I got two. I hope that you don't hit my number one. That'll upset me a lot. All right, I'm gonna go with. All right, I'm gonna go with like the a medieval Roman tournament, like back in the day. That's that, so funny. Like when you would have to fight for your life. Like that was the, one of the realest tournaments, the most original tournaments going that really set the standard for tournaments of today. Shout out Game of Thrones. We're only we're actually exactly a month away from the first episode of season eight dropping, and that was definitely going to be on my list. I just didn't know whether I wanted to put it on the top or the bottom because for theatrics and watching it, that's super dope. But if you had to be involved in that, that would fucking suck. See, I I, I feel like I might like have already have that on my bottom too. Exactly. It could have went either way, and that's why I, I didn't end up putting it on there. My bottom ones are actually pretty funny. So my number one top tournament is the in-house video game tournament. You get, like, all your boys over, and whether it's Mario Kart, Madden, FIFA. FIFA. Exactly. Like, all those things, dude. Like, there was nothing better than just, like, doing a huge tournament with, like, Hell a bunch yeah. of your friends. That's that's a really good one. That's a, you love that. Even like uh, like Mario Party. Exactly. Just anything that like brings everyone together in friendly competition. Okay, so my number one, I'll give I'll give one of my uh, honorable mentions is the World Series of Poker. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, is that still televised? Yeah. Yeah. I, I again, that's another thing that like when I was younger, it was like ESPN two. You turn that shit on when you got home from school and you watch World Series poker every day. Yep. All right. Number one, best tournament in the whole world, the World Cup. Yep. Hundred percent. Any pretty much anything that has international, like everyone watches it. Everyone in the whole world watches a World Cup. It's once every four years. It's not too often, but it's not too like far apart. World Cup is just so sick. Like, no, you don't even get, like, no one even, like, like really, really likes soccer like that, but, like, you really like soccer like that in the World Cup. I wanted to say the Winter Olympics because of hockey, but now it's not even NHL players anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like, dude, my, my soccer knowledge from each World Cup has, has gone up so much, though. D- definitely. Well, I mean, just playing FIFA, you What's the first everyone. World Cup you watched? I don't know. I mean, mine was a Italy France. Yep. Yeah, final. that had to be because I got an Italy hat right afterwards. When fucking Zidane, 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 or whatever it was Zinedine, however you say head, his name, headbutts. That was that like really sparked me to be like in soccer. So he just got named Cup. the the manager of Real Madrid again. Right. He, yep. he retired and then they gave brought him back a year later. Shout out that guy. That guy just had a glow up. He's like the A-Rod of soccer. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and piggyback off of that for my bottom. My bottom, my third bottom tournament is any sort of kid's soccer tournament. Mm. Because there's nothing worse than watching like a bunch of mediocre kids playing soccer and you have to be outside in like 100 degree weather watching them schlub around the field and... It's either it's one way or the other. It's either like a one nothing game or it's like a seven six game. Yeah, kids soccer tournaments suck. Uh, it's loud. No one's good at soccer, and there's a lot of parents fighting. All right, um, I'm all right. So uh, I guess this is gonna be my number one. I guess all right. So my number three is gonna be the NIT. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so funny just because I remember asking you, would you rather win the NIT or lose in the first round of March yeah, Madness? No, NIT is like a fucking laughing stock. It was funny. Back in the day, the NIT actually used to be better than the NCAA tournament. Great for gambling, though. We did not We did mention that. Yep. Degenerates. The chasers. All right. So my number two, this is completely unfounded. There's no reason for me to really hate this, but I'm going to say I hate it. Round robin tournaments, dude. I, I was literally <laughs> almost putting that on there. Like, like talk about the participation trophy era. Like, it, you don't have to play, play hundred games before it counts. Exactly. Like, 
it should be single elimination. You either make the playoffs or you don't, and when you're in it, you fucking lose. You're out. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm gonna ca- I'm just gonna carry off of this. It's gonna be my number one, but it'll be my number two. It's any tournament that you lose in the first round. Yeah, that does suck too. You're like, oh, we're in a tournament, and then you just lose. Like even in the video game tournament. You're going home like, early. Like, it could be your number one, but it could also be your bottom if you take an L early and then you have to watch all your boys just fucking shit talk you. And then you also got to hear your fun. coach be like, oh, it was a good season. I'm really proud of you guys. You're like, fuck no. I wanted that gold. Yeah. Yeah, you so, book a fucking three-day trip. It ends up being a one-day trip. <laughs> so my number one bottom tournament, it's like a, it's like a threefer. Any Yu-Gi-Oh, World of Warcraft, or Magic the Gathering tournament. Fuck Ooh. those kids. Ooh. Okay. I, I went to, I went to high like school with this gamers, kid. gamers, streamers? No, no, no. I'm talking about like card games. I don't care if you're doing it on like the video games. But I went to high school with this kid. Shout out Julian. He's now like head of ticket sales for the Mets. So I guess he did pretty well for himself. Um, he would do Magic tournaments in high school. And I think he legit paid for his entire college with scholarships from those tournaments. Well, you can't hate on it that bad. I just think that the I mean, that's like a good story. Like, I don't know if you're telling me like a story to shit on him. Well, I I wanted to shout him out, but I also wanted to say like, you're fucking lame for playing those games. I never got into Magic the Gathering. I'll say I definitely collected those cards, but I never was in a tournament. Really? I never I, – I mean I fucked with Yu-Gi-Oh. I fucked with Pokemon. Never Magic the Gathering. No, never Magic the Gathering. Um, the other two I collected the cards but never was in the tournaments. All right. So do you have a number one or did you already say your number one? I didn't say it. So my number one, it's the most emasculating tournament you could lose. A thumb war. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's just a one on one tournament. I can't remember the last time I lost a thumb war. That was gonna be my number two, but uh he got bumped up. That or like what about a tournament like the slaps where you're like just smacking each other's hands and whoever bitches out first? Yeah, just a fucking emasculating ass tournament. I thought about also like putting lower man. I always I thought about doing like an arm wrestling tournament, but I've never even really been in one of those, so I couldn't tell you if it's good or bad. <laughs> I've been one in a long time. Rock paper scissors. I can't remember the last time I lost in rock paper scissors either. Yep. So all right, well that that wraps up top three, bottom three for our final segment. You guys all know it. You all love it, and it would be nice to you know see you guys hitting our dms a little bit with some of those questions that we've been asking for but we dry, got the marking hour dry as a bone what dry as a bone the dm marking our territory trivia as you all know we have one sports topic that's 2000s baseball and then we each have a random topic zach's is fast food mine is nutrition facts okay let's do nutrition facts to kick it off tonight we're owing three for each question uh so we're going to throw each other some softballs tonight, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully we get some right answers. So here's your uh, your favorite thing in the world, Garrett. It's going to be your nutritional fat kickoff. Do you know what it is? Getting laid. A White Claw. <laughs> white Claw, please sponsor us. I, we're I we're said reading in- your nutritional facts on a podcast. Seriously, we've, we've done everything. We went from having... Seven listeners, including my mom's friend Jason, to now actually having upwards of sixty listeners. I think we're we're finally deserving of your sponsorship. At least a four pack. Okay, hey. you ready? Yes. Well, oh, I mean, is it going to be one of those things where you give me things within a range? Yes. Okay. So, do you drink the uh, the twelve ounce or the nineteen ounces? The twelve. The small. Ounces? I've never had one of the big ones. I'm, okay. I'm a lightweight. The lightweights. Give me the calories because you're such a lightweight. You need to count them. I, well, that's part of the reason why I like them so much is because they're low. I I don't want to guess like such a, a a small number that I'm going to be completely off. But I think that, I think that they're a hundred calories. You got it. We got one. Woo! (laughs) Hell yeah! But was I exactly right? Yep. 
So, okay, so earlier we were talking about it, and I thought it was 160, but then I was like, wait a second, like, I'm pretty sure that they advertise them as 100 calories. So, hell yeah, finally, something that I, I should have known. On the board. Good job. We're on the board, one and three, first ever. I didn't, I didn't know what noise to make. I was like, do I make a bell? Is he going to put in a bell? No, that was perfect. <laughs> All right, so you want to go ahead and do your fast food first then? Yep. I, I also gave you a little bit of a heads up on this one. Don't answer too quickly because I think you'll get it wrong if you say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay? I'm not going to say the first thing that comes to mind. What is Taco Bell's slogan? Live mas. Let's go. <laughs> We're Let's on the go. board. Let's go. We're on the board. Let's get it. Let's that, go. Uh, I was Let's so go. worried that you were going to say like Yo Quiero Taco Bell. Right. Or, uh, what was it? Like Think Outside the Bun. That was their next one. I was, out, yeah. I was so prepared for you to screw that up. All right. That's freaking awesome. So hell yeah! I mean, like I don't even I don't even want to do the fucking baseball trivia anymore. We might as well just end on a high note. No, we oh. gotta do baseball. All right, <laughs> okay, you, ride that momentum. No, no, no! Yeah. I'm giving you years first. You need to ride that momentum. You you need to ride your momentum. Oh no! I don't I don't want to be the one to get it wrong. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, I'll, I'm ready. There is a rule change in 2014 for baseball. Do I need to give you more than that? You have to tell me the rule change. I could tell you more. I mean, I... It sucks because there's like those rule changes that they were talking about recently and that's of course the first thing that comes into my mind. It was something Uh, that old baseball used to have. Of course it did because it was a rule change. So they got rid of something that old baseball used to have or they they took it back? They got rid of something. Oh, this is miserable. Okay. Do you want me to just read? I changed the question. I hashtag uh, paraphrased it. Okay, yeah. Read me the real question. MLB instituted a rule change in, for 2014 designated to prevent injuries from which event... Is it – it has something to do with, like, the catcher's blocking home plate. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. That's enough? That's it. So they – what? They, they home have, plate collisions. Yeah, they have rights to, the, to home That's plate it. or something yeah. like that. Okay, that, that, was, that helped. The, the, uh, the player safety thing helped. All right, this was a week of softballs. Hopefully you get this one. This, yours is not nearly as easy. It's, it's still pretty easy, and given the time frame, I hope that – you get it, but all right. I'm on the board twice. Now you need to continue riding my momentum and your momentum. I'm riding it. I'm in on the 2001. Wave. Who led the MLB in RBIs with 160, which was the most since 1937? 2001. I'll I'll give you a hint since since you. Reading the whole question gave me a pretty easy hint. Think of the steroid era. I mean, there's obviously like two names. Exactly. There's Wait, two what, names. What was, the, what was the amount of RBIs? RBIs. 160. 160. Holy shit. <laughs> That's a lot, isn't it? And the one in 1937 before that, the previous high, was 187. Holy shit. <sighs> I like I, I don't you got think two it's names. bonds. You just got to pick the right one. It's not bonds, right? Not bonds. Then it is who I think it is, right? I'm there's two th- that wasn't one of the That guys wasn't that I, one of the two names either though. I know the two names. Yeah, so you just got to pick They're the right one. They're both white guys, right? I can't give you any more information. <laughs> they're depending on the time of year both are white guys or both are one white guy and one black guy <laughs> five 
for Sammy. <laughs> yes, I had to just fucking stretch it out. I, I... Yes, that was. Oh my god, what a rush! Oh, that was all. I was that still nervous on it. that because I like. Big Mac put up a lot of RBIs, but I remember that. I remember Sammy just had stupid RBIs. 160 RBIs in 2001. The other question that I wanted to ask you was from 2000, I think it was like 2006 to 2009, one player won three out of four or had three out of four most RBIs. And in the fourth year, he came in second place and it was Ryan Howard. Dude, Ryan Howard questions are the hardest to get right because no one remembers him. Well, th- that team that the Phillies had, we've talked about it with the Jimmy Rollins, Chase Utley, and Ryan Howard. I mean, that that team will go down in history as such a freaking stacked lineup. Ryan Pat Howard, Burrell. he'll always be like, "What it? What? What could have been?" Yeah, I mean, he made his money. He ended up making like a hundred plus million. So. He got what it was his. All right, guys, that was great. Fucking fantastic way to end this episode. I didn't say this last time. Please follow us on Twitter at MOT underscore podcast. I am Garrett at underscore Gartenberg, G-A-R-T-E-N-B-E-R-G. And Zach? At Z, Zaran, Z, Z, Z-A-R-R-A-N-Z, Z. That, that one's always a mouthful. And also... <laughs> Rate, review, subscribe. We were we were coasting at about fifty to sixty listens, and then we had the technical issues last weekend. I think we're only up to about twenty five for that episode, but that's just a little bump in the road. You you only got to do only got to be three out of ten to go to Cooperstown. Am I right? I think this one's gonna be a hit. All right, we love you guys. Bye, love you guys. Peace.